This is the BBC. This podcast is supported by advertising outside the UK. Raj and Pablo on BBC Asian Network. Guys, it's Raj and Pablo. The first show of 2017 and boy was it Bollytastic. Thank you so much for downloading the number one Bollywood show on the BBC Asian Network. On this week's download, you'll be able to hear our archived interview with the late Om Puri. And not only that, we have a tribute from Gurinder Chudda, who tells us what she thought of Om Puri and what it was like working with him on her forthcoming film, Viceroy's House. And of course, Salil Acharya gives us the latest from Mumbai. Now, we woke up to reports yesterday that Om Puri suffered a heart attack in the early hours of Friday morning. He died at home, age 66. Omji was known for his roles in India, Pakistani, British, uh, Indian and Hollywood films, including Mahatma Gandhi, City of Joy, The Reluctant Fundamentalist, Charlie Wilson's War, and he later starred in The Hundred Foot Journey alongside Dame Helen Mirren. Now, in India, Om Puri was best known for his performances in films like Ard Satya, Sad- Sadgati, Par, and of course, Matches. In a tweet two weeks ago, the actor reflected on his life and career, saying, I have no regrets at all. I have done quite well for myself. I didn't have a conventional face, but I have done well and I'm proud of it. Now, we've interviewed Mr. Om Puri a number of times during his career, but in a standout interview recorded in 2011, the actor spoke to us about his transition from the Indian film industry to international stardom. Obviously, um, uh, East is East um, has been a big success, uh, but there's been a lot of Bollywood films that you've done that are big successes as well. What are easier to make? Is it easier to do the Hindi cinema or is it, is it easier to kind of do um, Western cinema? You can say nothing is easier, mm. you know. Uh, but I enjoy working here. And uh, similarly, I have enjoyed working back home, particularly in the art cinema. You know, with people like Sham Banigal and Govind Halani, mm. who have been my mentors in Bollywood, uh, they have brought me. Uh, they gave their films gave me a lot of status and prestige, and uh, that's how the commercial cinema recognized me. Otherwise, with my kind of a face and my kind of a body, uh, uh, you know, it is not an advantage to be in Bollywood. So, so were you quite were you quite aware of how where what niche you were going to fit into in in Hindi cinema? Well, I was attracted to art cinema. Mm-hmm. When I was in drama school, uh, there was an art uh, film movement, um, particularly coming from NFDC. At that time, it used to be called FFC, which was a mm-hmm. film finance corporation. And beside that, uh, Sham Benegal had uh, indeed. Uh, made Ankur, which made an impact, which was a successful film. Beside that, I was exposed to the world cinema and film appreciation course, which we had in the National School of Drama, where I realized that uh, it is it is a policy that you have to have a chocolate face uh, <laughs> to, to be in film because uh-huh. the world cinema didn't bother about that. And neither did the... Uh, you know, Indian masters cinema like Satyajit Ray, Minal Sen, mm. they had ordinary faces uh, working in their films. So that broke my, uh, that gave me a lot of confidence that I do stand a chance. But now, you know, like with hits like The Bung and your characterization of the police inspector, um, 
everyone in India, you know, the masses know you as a star. Do you prefer being a star or do you prefer being an actor? I prefer to be known as a good actor uh-huh. and a nice man. <laughs> <laughs> that you are, sir. That you are. But when did that kind of transition happen from art house to commercial cinema? I mean, were you kind of, the first time that happened, were you like, what, are you sure you want me? I, I, do I want to do commercial cinema? I'm quite happy just doing art house cinema. Will people take me seriously if I get into commercial cinema? Well, uh, uh, I came to Bombay in 76. I mean, till 90. Uh, for almost 15 years I worked in art cinema Mm. and then uh, the British cinema opened its uh, door for me after 19th, after City of Joy Mm. which was a big American film Uh, I had my agent here after that film and uh, the art cinema started declining in 90s in in, um, in Bombay, but fortunately, it uh, replaced. I mean, the British cinema came uh, in. Yeah. So I was very happy doing British films here and commercial films there back home, and also the fact that art cinema in India had very very little money. Uh, you can't afford to have a decent life uh, with the, that kind of a money. So I had to do commercial cinema. So it's a very compromising position. I mean, I went to drama school, which uh-huh. was considered to be that you it is a, uh, you are supposed to be a socially responsible person. That is what we were trained for, uh-huh. that you use theater for uh, uh, to promote social awareness. And similarly, with that awareness, I came to cinema. And, uh, you know, the films like Govind Helani's Ard Satya Akrosh and Tamas, Etc. Were uh, were wonderful films um, with the social messages. I did uh, you know political satire uh, equivalent of uh, Yes Minister here called Kakaji uh, Kahin. I did a lot of good work on television as well. But you've also worked with like some big names in Hollywood, and again has is. Do you think that if you had gone straight into commercial cinema, that would have happened? Or is it because of the art cinema background that you've got that it was easier? The West West kind of went, actually, you know what? We're dealing with a serious actor here. Yeah, I think think because of the art cinema, um, I could, could, you know, get parts Mm. outside of India, definitely. Because art cinema films were shown all over the world in film festivals, and the filmmakers do visit film festivals, etc. And that's how you you get picked up. But City of Joy did help a great deal. Uh, that was before that I did in '81, um, which was that series, television series, uh, Jewel in the Crown. Jewel in the, the Crown. Crown. I was in the first three episodes. That's right. That was my first acquaintance with the West. Uh-huh. And do you think, you know, like, you know, but everybody talks about Slumdog Millionaire, you know, opening doors. You were there beforehand, you know, in the sense with East is East. And now, do you think West is West, is West will be more successful because of the Slumdog factor as well? No, it will be more successful because of the East is East factor. <laughs> good, good. I'm glad you've said that, sir. And, uh, you know, I mean, just to, talking about the younger breed of actors, especially in um, Mumbai, 
do, do a lot of them come up to you um, and ask you for advice in terms of acting, or do you kind of look at them when you're doing a commercial film and say, you know, beta or beta, you know, you need to pay a bit more serious um, uh, concentration to your art here. It's less about looking glamorous, and or it's more to do with the acting skills. Do you do any of that? Well, uh, I remember one young man asked me. Give me some, some advice. Uh, Is it somebody know. we may know? Uh, uh, <laughs> well, you would know, but... Uh, <laughs> we won't say you me. don't have to give us the name. Uh, so I said, listen, you, uh, I, I can look at you and say that you are going to the gym, so you're doing very well. And uh, join a dance club or something and go to the gym, and that's all you need for the commercial cinema. And did so, he, <laughs> we're not going to mention has this, the name. Has this young man gone on to be a big success? I said, what you need these days is the big muscles, the big muscles, and <laughs> six pack and four pack and eight pack. Dara Singh, eat your heart out. <laughs> um, and so, what does what does um, Om Puri do when you're not involved with um, the you know the whole acting side of things? What what? Because a lot of people don't know that much about you because you seem to be quite a private person. If you're not reading a script, if you're not on set filming, what, what, what else keeps you entertained or what do you do to pass time, your hobbies? Well, uh, it, on my free days, uh, I have a 13-year-old son. Um, I spend time with him, uh, take him for a film or a play and... Uh, nag my wife (laughs) and then um, uh, maybe I decide to cook something because I like cooking oh there's something we didn't know and I go to the we have a farmhouse Uh go there and uh, look at the trees and how are they doing the trees whether they need manure or Uh uh, trimming or you know generally bully the the gardener so the next film you're doing is Dawn 2 can you you give us a a rough idea about what kind of character you're going to be playing well my character was there in the first one so it's an extension of that extension Uh of that he's done a lot of jobs he says in the first scene and he wants to retire but uh, uh, Priyanka Chopra's character she says, uh, we still haven't got Dawn. <laughs> said, well, well, I'm sorry about that, but uh, otherwise I have had a very successful career. Uh, but in this case, I could not um, you know, get around that. Uh-huh. Um, but she persuades him to stay on for this one, and he decides to stay on. Well, we're looking forward, forward to, to watching the film. And can we just say a very big thank you it's for talking to honor, us? As always. Lovely talking yeah. to you guys. Yeah. You had very nice questions. Okay. It was nice talking to you. Ompuri speaking to us in an archived interview in 2011. Now, Ompuri was awarded an honorary OBE for his contribution to the British film industry in 2004. He survived by his wife, Nandita Puri, who he married in 1993, and their son, Ishan. Rest in peace, This is BBC Asian Network. Raj and Pablo. You know, there might be trains, there might be planes, there might be camel rides, there might be dangas, there might be rickshaws. This man gets everywhere, but you make sure that he's on the Raj and Pablo show. Who am I talking about? It's our superstar hunk called Salil Acharya. He's getting a plane and he joins us just before departure. Hey, Salil, where are you off to? (laughs) Well, actually, I've come to Delhi, so I just got off the plane and... My brother has to be the biggest and longest and most amazing 
introduction ever in the history of mankind. <laughs> well, um, now you've gone from the muscles from Mumbai to hunk. Hunk. Yes. <laughs> so we'll stick to that for 2017. Hunk. Uh, now, Salil, oh, um, uh, India is gearing up for Deepika's big Hollywood release. What's the buzz like? You know, so the thing is, it's really big. A, because uh, Deepika's very well featured in the promo. Uh, you know, Vin Diesel's made a big deal out of it, obviously, by singing Happy Birthday to her in Mexico. That was a couple of days back. And uh, we're actually excited because it's, it's a mainstream Hollywood release with a mainstream Indian actress. And this is setting the tone for how it's going to be for 2017 with Priyanka also coming out there. So if Deepika well, sort of steals the show, which she might, then Baywatch is going to get even more excitement. So I think every Indian fan is very excited that this new phase of Indian superstars has come and Deepika is leading the way. Is there any truth in two rumours that are going around? One, uh, the war between Priyanka and Deepika and the alleged romance between Deepika and Vin Diesel. Well, let's just say Vin Diesel agreed to come down to India and he hadn't agreed earlier. Don't know about the romance, but the thing is that they quite a, well, let's just say, very comfortable twosome. Ooh. As far as the animosity between two superstars is concerned, that's everywhere, I think. You know, I think it has nothing to do with just the big and It's there because they're the two leading stars and it's always going to happen. They're always going to be comparisons. And for now, the big the one who's going to set the bar. Priyanka will have to follow. Well, I'm just going to set the record straight. Me and Pablo are best friends, always. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, on the sadder news, um, what's the industry been reacting like after the passing of um, Om Puri? You know, I feel rather sad that when he was here, you know, they weren't as kind. None of these kind words were seen anywhere. And I feel so sad. You know, I've known Omji for a very, very long time. Uh, a very, very close friend of mine. Is in the last one that is going to be released of Omji, Ramajan Zindabad, which now got, uh, you know, pushed forward to February. And his biggest grouse in the industry was this, that, you know, he never got his acting due. Even Asuddin Shah got far more due and credit than Ompuri Ji did. People in London perhaps give more credit to Ompuri Ji than people in India do. And now that I read, everyone saying perhaps he's the finest. Well, when he was alive, you should have made him feel like he was the finest. Mm. In the last five, seven years, except for a couple of big films, he never felt like that. And that's the thing that he never felt lonely. But it's just that he, uh, he had an amazing sense of humor. And Omji is just like that. When he feels that something's not going his way, he doesn't, he doesn't care about that. But, you know, at least I'm glad to see that people have now come to his, how should I say, not rescue, but come to the fore to say great things about perhaps a fantastic actor and one of the most underrated actors India had ever produced, perhaps the first person to go abroad and make a name in Hollywood cinema, perhaps one of the biggest names that we know existed in India, one of the finest thespians we had. So I salute man always, but he was always smiling. So one shouldn't be depressed about his passing away. He lived life on his own terms. And now he's in a better place. I think, you know, well said, Salil. We had the privilege of meeting him a few times as well. And exactly what you said, he laughed at everyone. Not at everyone. He laughed at everything that was going on and what was happening. Respected guy. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. uh, And a bit later on, of course, on the show, we're going to be playing you that interview. Uh, You'll be able to hear it. um, What happened when Om Buri came to the studio to meet myself and Raj. Um, Now, Salil. I need to know about this, Salil. uh, The Rangoon trailer and how fabulous is it looking? 
Oh, it's looking amazing. A, I love war films. Green, they're well executed. It looks great. Then when you have such a good-looking cast, like the three of Kangana, Shahid, as well as Saif Ali Khan, something to go wrong with you, Vishal Bhardavaj. I mean, can you imagine this? Going to World War II, getting the setting right. So this is a very scrumptious film that everyone's looking forward to. And I personally do want to see A, a love story, and then B, also the attention to detail. It is going to be quite fantastic to actually watch. So really looking forward to it. But all is not well in paradise. I have to say that. Go on, tell us, tell us, tell us. Yes, the first thing that I'm noticing is uh, they're not looking to promote the film together. I'm talking about Shahid and uh, Kangana. And that's very, very surprising. See, let's just put it this way. When you have all your big actors together, there's always a vying for attention on who's going to be the cat's whiskers. Hmm. B, when you have all the favourites of Vishal Bhardavaj in one film, and all three are his favourites, we all know Shahid Kapoor with Omkara. Oh, sorry, with Heather. We know Saif Ali Khan with Omkara. They changed the career. And even Kangana has always been on the wish list of Vishal Bhardavaj. So I have a feeling somewhere along the line, things went a little sore. And a little birdie told me this. The little birdie is actually an actor in this film. I won't name him right now. Oh, uh-huh. He God. actually told me this. No, 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 no. I'll name him more towards the release of Rangoon. Ooh. He's actually a very integral part of this film. And he said... Everyone had their own take on what the scene was like to the extent where shootings would be delayed because everyone had a different interpretation of the scene. So it actually got very difficult to shoot some of the scenes. And he said, when I saw some of the end products, I was actually shocked at how they managed to put it off on camera. But the word on the street is that Shahid and uh, Kangana are not promoting the film together because of... Uh, this animosity between the two of them. Ooh. But, you know, forget that. You know, there's one thing. I'm going to learn how to kiss because that kissing scene in the trailer between um, Shahid and um, Gangana, wow. Yes, because Gangana is all real. And that's the best part about it. You know, there's, there are no fake pretenses. Mm. I'll just put it this way. I love Deepika and I love Gangana because it changed the face of Indian cinema to allow actresses do what they want to do to make it look real. Mm. And that's what I'm really excited to see. And Vishal Bhardwaj also, I know pretenses as a, as a director. If he wants to do it dark, he'll make it dark. And if he wants to make it look as it is, he will. There won't be a dare and not there kind of scene. And it won't be like a forced kissing like there was in Basic Ray. So I'm looking forward to this movie to see how they can bring it out. But how also... They got through their personal bits and managed to finish the film. So it's all or nothing. Um, Salil, thank you very, very much. Enjoy your time in Delhi. Um, and, of course, we'll catch up with you next weekend. Yes, OK, Janu. Looking forward to that film. Aditya Roy Kapoor needs a big hit. I'll be there. OK, Janu. See you later. Salila <laughs> <laughs> uh, Charia there giving us the lowdown from Mumbai and of course he'll be joining us next week um, if we'll find out exactly what's been going on in the week Raj and Pablo on BBC Asian Network now she single-handedly changed the perception of um, Indian origin uh, artists directors producers actors uh, within the, from the UK it is of course Gurinder Chudda known for films like Badgie on the Beach Bend It Like Beckham Bride and Prejudice and the forthcoming film that everybody's talking about is The Viceroy's House. It's on a sad note that we speak to her. Um, the le- legendary Om Puri uh, was one of the stars in our film and Gurinder joins us now. Gurinder, thank you for coming on the Rajan Pablo show. On a sad note, uh, you were... Yes. Yes, indeed. Uh, Om Puri, um, you got very close to him. Your tweet really touched a lot of people. 
Yes, I mean, I had a wonderful time with him on set. We were planning to work together you know, for many years and the right projects just didn't seem to emerge. And finally, when I sent him the script to Viceroy's house, he was overjoyed over the moon and we had a wonderful time working together. He He was... Very, very warm and compassionate and a lot of fun on set, I have to say. Um, can you remember the first time you met him? The first time I met him, oh, my goodness, yeah, actually, the first time I met him was at the Locarno Film Festival where uh, Bargy on the Beach played. Uh-huh. And he, he was there with his wife and his little boy was a baby then, and we were walking around and... Um, you know, we, we, we had a tea together and, you know, I just talked about how much I'd enjoyed so many of his films, his Indian films at that point. He hadn't he hadn't done um, East is East at that point. You know, he was more known for his Indian films. Um, but that was how long ago I met him. And then since then, I'd met him a few times. And we corresponded as well. And on, um, on Viceroy's house, you know, he was excited because he was playing a blind person. He was father to Huma Qureshi, his daughter, who is a Muslim uh, translator for Pamela Mountbatten in the film, who is in love with uh, Mountbatten's undervalet, who's a Hindu Punjabi. But Orm's character, you know, was very dignified and he played it so well. I mean, he, he... his backstory is that he was a freedom fighter with Gandhi mm-hmm. and in, in the way that many Muslims were uh, at that time in 1947. And so he was he is discussing whether India should be partitioned or not with uh, the man who his daughter has promised to, mm-hmm. um, who is a Muslim, who wants mm-hmm. to go to Pakistan, who works for Jinnah. So he, he brought a lot of dignity to that role. I mean, from what we glean, um, there's a connection between you and him as well with reference to, like, uh, this year sees the 70 years um, independence year for India and about Pakistan as well. There's something that you see this... Both of you saw that Pakistan and India as one nation in the sense of culture and films. Absolutely. I think he's played Pakistanis, he's played Indians, he's played Hindus, Muslims, Sikhs. Um, you know, he's played all the roles. I mean, being Punjabi, you know, that was something that brought us both closer uh-huh. together. And on set, you know, he would con- we would talk in Punjabi all the time, basically. <laughs> um, and in India, of course, everyone speaks Hindi. Mm. So it was very nice for us to converse in Punjabi. And he constantly sort of referred to me as BBG. <laughs> <laughs> now, Grinda, I mean, you know, like uh, everyone kind of, uh, there's a, a set view of Orm Buri, you know, like an intense, um, serious actor. Uh, is this true? Um, when he's working, does he does he become very serious, or uh, is he quite lighthearted and uh, is he easy to direct? Well, for me, he was very serious when he had to be, mm. but off camera, he was extremely jolly and and lighthearted and just reveled, enjoyed being there with us. Mm. You know, on his last day of shooting with us, he was tremendously sad, actually. And he actually didn't want to leave. He kind of said he was having such a great time because he was working with actors from Britain and America and India and, of course, an international crew who were sort of giving him great props and respect for who he was. And But I think he was really relishing and enjoying the experience and, 
And also socially, him and I were, you know, we're having great fun. You know, he enjoyed a drink, you know. Indeed. Uh, <laughs> we, know, we know that. Yes. And you, you know, one thing that you've said that, because uh, like when myself and Pablo first, you, we, we'd met him a few times. And then um, after one interview, like, boys, we're going to go for a drink now. And that was it. And then the Punjabiness really came out. That was such a connection. And we were quite yeah. amazed. It was such a laugh. Absolutely. And he would, you know, we did a few night scenes with him because uh-huh. a lot of his scenes were at night. And he would make me laugh because he would, in one of the sets, there was a divan bed there. Mm-hmm. And his scene was to be sleeping, you know. So he said, look, I'm just going to lie down here. You guys do whatever you're doing and just wake me up when you need me. And he would <laughs> sleep in the middle of all the mayhem. <laughs> uh, I have to ask you, you know, you know, you're an OB, he was an OB. Did you discuss how life changed after you become become a person that been bestowed by this honour? Do you know what? Actually, we did not. No, we we didn't discuss the OB stuff. Actually, um, we we stayed very true to uh, our Punjabiness. <laughs> <laughs> you know, going back to that, like um, you know, in the sense, like when you you mentioned East is East as well. When you watched that movie, what did you think of him then? I'm sorry? You know, when you watched East is East, you said that was kind of the first time you actually saw him on screen. What was your thoughts of him as an actor then? Oh, no, no. I'd seen him before. Oh, okay. Uh, sorry. Sophia, and I'd seen him in quite a lot of uh, the Indian Hindi films. Indian films. We'd, yeah, we'd all seen him in Gandhi as yes, well. Yes, indeed. I indeed. mean, at that point, we didn't know who, you know, who he was going to become. Mm. But I, I think in terms of how he captured the British heart mm. in the East is East, that was quite amazing because the way he did the accent, particularly yeah. George Khan, you know, <laughs> he he could have just got away with like a you know a pat pat accent as we call it, you know, mm-hmm. but he didn't. You know, he wanted to he wanted to go the extra, and the way he brought the Yorkshire lilt into that immigrant Pakistani accent was wonderful, actually. Love, love, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but also, he played quite a dark character um, as yeah. well by the mm. end, you know. Yeah. And I think that was... Um, but you were still quite empathetic towards him. Indeed. Indeed. Um, he, he, you know, I read somewhere, you know, well, the way he chose scripts mm. was to look at the humanity in, in the script and in the character and see if it did something to better mm. the understanding of humanity and mankind and that's how he chose projects so I thought that was a a wonderful epitaph for him you know um, Grinda, uh, just a big thank you thank for you um, sharing your memories about Ormburi and uh, the Rice Roy's house it's released in March right? March the 3rd mm. in time for the 70th anniversary of uh, Indian independence and the creation of Pakistan and of course sadly partition Indeed. but hopefully uh, the film will will um be a true, you know, a, a good memory Indeed. for fans of Orm, you know? Yeah. And listen, Grinda, darling, thank you so much for joining us. I know you're busy in post-production and stuff, but um, thank you for taking time out and talking about the legend that is Om Puri. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah. Uh, Grinda Chada there sharing her memories of Om Puri. Um, the Viceroy's House, which is um, a movie that Om Puri's in, will be released on March the 3rd, 2017. Guys, 2017 is going to be huge for Bollywood, so make sure you stay tuned to the Rajan Pablo Show on the BBC Asian Network, the number one Bollywood show in the entire Bollywood universe.
Don't forget, you can listen live every Saturday from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Until next week, bye. bye! Catch up with loads more from BBC Asian Network online or on the BBC iPlayer radio app.